0: Good evening, everyone. About a month ago, Andy sent me a message and said, are you able and willing to speak for me on Sunday night after Thanksgiving? And my willingness was a little short inside, but I agreed anyway, and here I am tonight. So knowing that, I'm not a professional speaker by any means, but tonight... What I'd like to do is share with you some thoughts that I had in my mind, and really goes along with a whole lot of what we've been hearing from Andy speak in the last little bit about sanctification, and where am I today, and where am I going, and how do we get there? Um, Originally, this thought came in my head as to come in and tell everybody to take a hike, but not telling you to get out, but saying to, we are all on a bit of a hiking trip together. That there's a path that's laid out before us that sometimes we all are on this path and there's different things that we see. But there's things that we need to know in the middle of this. Number one, we need to know where we're going. Number two, how are we even going to get there and we'll follow up by how we know that our destination's there. Um, so in this, and a lot of this thought comes from just from recent experience and what I've been able to do um, in the past month, uh, me and a couple of guys from here. Um, Bud Simpson and Tim Ferris, took a little hike one weekend and went to a canyon just outside of Big South Fork Park, uh, did about a five-mile run, went out to a point, that was a couple miles out off the beaten path. I mean, you're going out to a developed path for us, but went out there and along the way, as you think, as you travel, you're going down a somewhat open path. It gets skinnier. We go through places that are really small and you're just going through the woods. You're in the middle of nowhere. And you're like, you could really get lost out here. You make a wrong turn and you could really, really be lost. But when you get to the end of that, it's the viewpoint that you get. Because we had a destination. We had this mark, and we said, this is where we want to go. We got out there, and it opened up to this canyon where you could see for miles. And in Tennessee, you don't get many viewpoints of over a mile. but. We're looking out 10 miles, 20 miles out over this canyon in the river valley that's going through there. Um, same thing a couple weekends ago, Latimer Reservation. I went with the youth group and the children there. One afternoon, we took a hike on that Saturday afternoon. Went out and said, let's go out to the point. We get out there, and we we're going down a trail. We know we have an expectation of what's at the end of the trail we haven't seen it yet we don't know what we're going to see when we get there but we just know that there's a spot out here and it's going to be really high up and we're going to get a good view and we're going to be able to see and there's something about that that the whole population i suppose and it's very popular that we see scenic overlooks everywhere um Go down here, turn off Silver Point, go towards Smithfield. There's a scenic overlook right there on Center Hill Lake. If you've driven that road, you know where it's at. People pull off and they take a look. It's a beautiful lake view. You've got a great vista from that point. Same thing, you're heading down Highway 111 toward Chattanooga. As soon as you pass Dunlap, go up the hill. You can pull off beautiful viewpoints that we can see. And every time I get to one of these viewpoints, if I really look at it and really reflect... I'm blown away by the fact that God created this world. He created us, every living creature that's out there, the trees, the plants, the animals, the entire creation. It's amazing to me. And while we're there, just looking at the infinite wisdom of God in his creation and his handiwork. But sometimes we miss the opportunity to get these viewpoints because we get tied up with the short view of what's right in front of us. Sometimes we take our eyes off the road and we just lose the path altogether. You make a turn and you start following something that is not headed toward your destination. But I say tonight, I'm very thankful that we have a God and Savior that says it will never be lost as long as we come back to Him. As long as we know that, hey, I made a turn, but I can repent, I can come back, and I will be here, and He'll show us the way. So, you know, as I said, you know, everyone's got a destination on this trip. And as you're walking along this destination or you're traveling, you know, you know where you want to go. But like I said, sometimes there's an opportunity to get lost. But sometimes you've got to get the map out on the way. If you come to a fork in the road and say, I do not know which one is the right way that's where we have such a blessing of having the written word of God in front of us that we can go to and we can study and see where do we need to go or how do we need to handle things a God that we can go to in prayer and trust his map that we can carry along with us um, it's a there's a quote that I would read and you see it often on things and uh, they use a lot of I guess in camping culture and people that like to hike a lot, it says, not all who wander are lost. Uh, this quote actually goes back to, I guess, J.R. Tolkien in The Lord of the Rings, and he had written it in there. You know, and it's just because we're out here in the world and just because you're out exploring and doesn't mean that you're lost are not physically lost because you can be spiritually and mentally prepared for where you're going. And it's that preparation that will help you get there. And, you know, with this destination and saying, how do we get there? Like I said, we have the map. Uh, the psalmist says in Psalms 119, 119 and verse 105, that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's so amazing to read these Psalms and hear what they had, especially all of Psalms 119 when they're looking at and says, they're just very delight is knowing what's God's plan for me. And saying, all I want to do, Lord, is follow you. I want to look to your word. I want to read your laws. I want to read all these things. I just want to do what you want. is And it's not just for like we talked about before God's grace is what's going to save us but it is not just for us to follow his laws but we have so much love and admiration for God and what he's done for us that we want to do what's right for God but again we'd say you know how do you get there how do you know you've got a destination how do you get there Again, we're given that in the Bible. Jesus said to them in John, and this is John 14, 1 through 6, says, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms, and if that were not so, I would have told you. Because I'm going there to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm coming again and will take you to myself. So where I am, there you will be also, and you know the way where I'm going. And Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How do we know the way? But Jesus told him, he said, I am the way, I am the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me simply laid out for us that Jesus is there and that he is our ultimate destination, he and God, that we can go not just for a goal of heaven, but a goal of an eternity with our Lord and Savior, that we can be there and commune together with him and with each other. But then there's the question of sometimes along these paths when you look at this and say, well, somebody told me there's a viewpoint over there. Well, those are the very things that we know. How do we know that our destination is there? We have faith. We know because the Lord told us so. You know, I look at stories of the old testament you look at someone like noah and noah spent all this time building an ark in a time where he lived in a world full of sinful people and i cannot imagine a world that had reached the point that it was so bad that noah and his family were the only good people in the world and that he was ready to destroy it but noah being there had faith in god had such a faith that i wonder if i could have that faith a faith and a goal that says i'm going to do exactly what god has laid out for me i'm going to follow his path even when the people are coming there and they're ridiculing him and they're saying what are you doing Noah? why are you doing this what's the purpose so this isn't going to happen you're wasting your time but he had a faith in God that says, I'm not wasting my time. I'm following our creator. And I can only imagine that scenic overlooked view the day that the ark came to rest on the mountain. And Noah went outside and took a look. Because he knew he had reached this destination point And saved his family here on this earth. And knew that he had followed what God had promised him. Same for Moses. We look at Moses in Exodus, and he, he's been selected. Moses doesn't really have the willingness or want to go. The Lord says, I want you to go lead the people out. They so, Lord, I can't do that. But he sends Aaron with him. They go, and they lead the people out. And they go through the wilderness, and they wander for 40 years in a wilderness Searching for a promised land Moses doesn't get to enter the land but can you imagine the viewpoint when Moses is sitting on that hill and gets to see it and knows that he has followed what God has told him and he has reached his destination so where do we get this faith like I said we get our faith from hearing, Romans ten seventeen. so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ or the knowledge of Christ and knowing that Christ came to this earth, he died for our sins, was resurrected again, and he lives today and will come back for us. And we have this faith because we heard it and we know it. Same as any of these destinations on a path where you've selected somewhere you want to go and you say, Someone told me it's there. You believed them. Or you wouldn't have went down that path seeking that and going that direction. But we know this. We have this faith. Well, in the meantime, along our path, we have each other. To stay on this trail, to gather together, to show our love to each other just as we saying a moment ago, because there's gonna be obstacles along this path, in this trail, there are gonna be things that, you know, the older we get, we've seen things, the younger you are, the less you understand the things that may get in your way along the way. But when the trail seems to be blocked all we have to do is look to God to find a way. If a tree falls across your trail, you don't look at it and say, well, that's the end of the trail. I, I can't climb over that tree. I'm not going in it, around it. I'm just turning back. That's not the attitude we have because we have faith that the destination is just on the other side and we can make it across this obstacle. Uh, The Bible tells us in James chapter 1, it says, Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. We'll have trials, but that's okay. The trials make us stronger. The trials bring us closer to God if we're seeking him first I'd like to follow up I guess and kind of leave you with this thought tonight it's very simple I'm just going to read from Second Peter but we have a destination we know how to get there through following Jesus we have the faith that our destination is there and that we're going to follow this path well what do we need along the way while we're following this path. In 2nd Peter chapter 1 verses 3 through 11, it's simply laid out for us. It says his divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. By these he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may share in the divine nature Escaping the corruption that is in the world because of evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness and goodness with knowledge. Knowledge with self-control. Self-control with endurance. Endurance with godliness. Godliness with brotherly affection. And brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing... They'll keep you from being useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The person who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted and has forgotten the cleansing from his past sins. Therefore, brothers, make every effort to confirm your calling and election because if you do these things, you'll never stumble. For in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly supplied to you. There's always an open invitation. There's always an opportunity to begin the path. If you're on the path, there's always an opportunity to get back on the path. If you've wandered off to the side somewhere and you feel like you're lost and you feel like I can't get there, I don't know. You won't save yourself, but God will save you. There is an opportunity to repent and go to Him. Or if you've never started the path, you can know today that Jesus came to this earth, that He died for us, that He was raised again. And today that you can confess your belief in that and be baptized, and you'll have the opportunity to start your path along with the other Christians as we all travel down this road. I thank you for the opportunity tonight to come speak to you. And Jack, come lead us in song.